1: You've found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I am happy to have everybody
2: here And uh, excited to have our guest with us today because he's going to answer a question that I know that so many women that are listening want to know the answer to. I know I've had this experience many times in my life where I have uh, been dating somebody or in a relationship with someone, and all of a sudden, it seems like... Everything's going well and he pulls away and I have no idea what's going on and um, we are going to get a sneak peek into the male mind today with my guest Jonathan Asley, and he is going to share with us exactly why men have this kind of reaction and what we can do to prevent it, deal with it. Help our, he- our hearts heal from it, whatever it may be. So, I want to welcome Jonathan. He is known as America's leading midlife dating and relationship coach. He is a defender and protector of women's hearts around the world. I love that. And he helps women transform from attracting Mr. Wrong and defining their Mr. Right. We couldn't ask for more, right? Jo- uh, Jonathan is a successful entrepreneur, he's a coach, a speaker. And he also has written Unlocking the Male Mind, Finding Love Online, and Why Men Pull Away, Three Ways to Keep Him Close. He is the ultimate guy spy into the male mind who truly understands the way a single or divorced man thinks and acts. He's a master at helping women recognize and distinguish the difference between men who are emotionally unavailable from those who are truly ready to love. And I am so excited to hear your insight into this today, Jonathan. So welcome. So glad to have you here.
3: Well, thank you so much, Shelley. I'm so excited. I know we were we connected through Facebook through a mutual group and I'm just grateful that you asked me to be on your show. So, thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to to talk about this cuz I know um you know, one, one of the things I talk a lot about is attachment and I talk about people pulling away really because their brains are wired to pull away. But yeah. I have a sense that you might share with us some different insights just about men in general um, that is going to give us a whole different perspective on this. So God, let's dive in. <laughs> I want to know like,
3: well, you know, you, know you just, you, can I jump, can I jump <laughs> yeah. in and say, cause yeah. you just mentioned something. So if your audience is familiar with love attachment,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, there's basically three primary love attachments. There's either, What's known as anxious. And those are the people that tend to tend to be a little bit needy. They're right. they they feel like you, I need you to complete me. They always tend to fight for love. And then there's the avoidant attachment style, which is a little more distant, you know, needs to keep space, right. doesn't want to feel enmeshed. And then there's the secure. And secures are basically they're happy within themselves and yet they want partnership. So they're neither interdependent or counterdependent they're kind of whole within themselves and what's so fascinating is people will take these attachment tests and most everybody thinks they're secure <laughs>
2: so true <laughs> and, and
3: you know and it's so funny because once they're in relationship they get triggered because i think as we all have a default of either being anxious or avoidant and men tend to be a little bit appear to be more avoidant and Mm -hmm. women tend to be a little more anxious. So I'm glad you talk about that, but we're going to dig in a little bit deeper today and and we're going to go into what the inner conflicts a man might experience that causes him to pull away because we have this, we have this grandiose kind of Disney fantasy of what relationships should be like. And there's meme after meme after meme on Facebook of how a real man shows up and how the awakened man shows up. And there's this all this kind of over-expectation of how men are supposed to show up in a relationship. In other words, men are not allowed to be human beings.
2: Right. Right.
3: <laughs> We are not allowed to have flaws. We are supposed to be perfect and men are supposed to pursue and they're supposed to pay for dates and they're supposed to do this and they're supposed to do that. And a woman just surrenders into her feminine and she can just receive.
2: <laughs> if
3: only and over that's that a that cock easy. of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> because we're all flawed human beings, both men and women. So if you want to go deeper, I will give you the real inner conflicts that cause men to either disappear or ghost or... Act in a behavior that's confusing because this is real. This is what really happens out there.
2: Oh, yeah, I want to know for sure. So, well,
3: okay, so. Tell you, us, you know,
2: before we done sure. ask a question. Sure. Well, go, go ahead. Just no, no, go, no, ahead go ahead and, tell and ask, me what your question.
3: Question. ask your question. Ask I'll your ask question. I'll
2: ask you later. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, I, I feel like I, we jumped right into this and I'm one of the things that I always like to know about my guests is just why they started doing this, because I'm always fascinated with people who talk about relationships that there was always a reason why we started doing this sure. work on relationships. And it's sure. typically because we've had, you know, areas, moments of growth, I call them <laughs> um, in our own relationships history. So could we back up for a minute? So we know about this guy that we're talking to <laughs> you, know, you share all of your wisdom with us.
3: <laughs> sure. Absolutely. You know, Um, Nobody goes out after college and says, I want to become a dating coach. I mean, very few people actually do that. And so my journey to becoming a dating relationship coach was the result of going through a divorce. And after turning 40 and going through a divorce in 2005, I found myself back out there. And, you know, the Internet was the predominant place to meet people. For me, I mean, well, not predominant place. That was the, 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 the virgining place, I should say. So I thought it was really cool. You could just punch in exactly what you want, you know, height, hair color, blah, 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 and someone <laughs> would magically appear. I was that naive. And, and I went on one internet, my first internet date, fantastic gal, and we had a great time, but I went home and something wasn't right. And then a few days later, went out with another person, fantastic person, great time, something wasn't right. And then another one, another one, another one. And in the course of one year, I went on over 100 internet dates. Oh, man. And what I figured out was the something wasn't right was me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I decided at that point to do delve into personal growth and self discovery. And I started to read relationship books and started to read personal growth books. And I wanted to understand this dynamic of human nature, you know, or human bonding because I became fascinated with what was happening in my life. Why was this so hard for me? And, and little by little, I started to shift and I was an insurance broker before this. That's what I did for a living. <laughs> I lived very much in my ego mm-hmm. and the more I started to do research and work, I started to become more centered in my heart. And then, but what was happening, Shelly was I was interact. I was addicted to online dating. I was inter- you know, I was talking to women, instant messaging, telephone calls, sometimes till two, three in the morning emails, all the, the gamut of communication listening to women share their experiences. And I became Mm -hmm. fascinated. And then pretty soon, someone would reach out and say, Jonathan, will you check out my profile and just help me make it better? And I go, sure, I'll just give you some tips. And I'd improve their profile. And then two weeks later, I'd get phone calls going, you won't believe it. I'm I'm meeting so much better men. And and by the way, I'm talking to women all over the world, all over the country. I should uh-huh. say, so this was not this was like my my addiction for a while or my obsession. Wow. It was just yeah. talking to women. It wasn't even dating anymore. It was just talking. And then they'd say, "Well, you check out the guy's profile and tell me what you think." And I go, "Okay." So I'd read the guy's profiles and I'd get inside the guy's head, and I realized I had a knack for this. So I wrote an ebook about online dating. Uh, You know, online dating secrets revealed, which eventually turned into my finding love online program. And I found myself just loving, helping women understand men and do a better job of attracting love using the Internet. And I think it was 2010, I burnt the boats, you know, of my insurance Uh career, delved into this, only made $10,000 my first year. I mean, I was like, literally, I, I had to move into a small apartment just to, you know, conserve my resources, and it just started to take off. And ever since then, I've been on ABC, NBC, CBS. I've even been on the Katie Couric show. I've, you know, got countless and countless articles and blogs on a variety of different websites, including Huffington post and EHarmony, and, you know, the whole gamut. So, and I found my passion helping women attract love. And then every day I get emails from women just going, thank you. Your advice made the difference. And what's unique about what I specialize in is what's called midlife.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: I call midlife those people that are after baby making years and before retirement. So if you're 42 to 69, you're listening right now, you're in the right place because midlife is so different than our 20s and 30s. And most dating advice, most books are geared to the 20 and 30 population. And what's so unique about the 40, 50 and 60 year olds is that 75% of the population is divorced. Mm hmm. And that's where I come from. I understand the divorce guy because I went through alimony, child support, visitation Mm -hmm. rights, family court, you know, the whole emotional effects. And that's why this particular subject of why men pull away is so near and dear to my heart because most men are good guys. Most men are good guys. They're fathers, they're brothers, they're uncles. They're the guys that come and fix your TV. They're the, you know, they're the man at the repair shop of your car. Most men are good people, but some of them are just bad at dating. And some of them aren't really in touch with what's going on into their emotional side. And that creates so much confusion in relationship. And so this is why I'm so passionate about helping women understand that, Most men really have good intentions.
2: Yeah,
3: I totally agree. They don't do anything to intentionally hurt you. So that's how I got started. If that helps out. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I I mean, it's a great story. I love to hear, um, you know, just the background behind it and that you've you've lived it. Like you know what it feels like for like a lot of people that are listening. um, You know, to go through dating and a lot of my people are divorced too. And I know I went through the same kind of process. So um, I always appreciate hearing a little bit about that. Yeah. So tell us more about, um, you know, I I like this frame of, you know, men are typically good guys. And I I truly believe that. And I do think that sometimes they are just more out of touch, you know, can be out of touch with emotions. And, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, just based on how our Culture raises men, boys to yeah. be men, I should say. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about what we were talking about before, about why men pull away, and um, just some of your insights on this.
3: Sure, sure, sure. You know, there I've come up with a, roughly about seven primary reasons why men pull away, um, and. I, I call it the inner conflicts going on because I think if we really sit within ourselves and go, where are we? Where are we conflicted? You know, where do we have the devil on one shoulder and the uh, the angel on the other shoulder in our lives? You know, because we're oftentimes conflicted. You know, and I'm, this isn't just a man or this isn't a man thing. This is you know human being thing. Where are we conflicted in our lives? Because in the dating process. There's this expectation that once you become intimate with one another, it's supposed to go the distance, right? (laughs) You know, there's this, there's this instinctual or caveman or traditional approach, you know, it's so fat. you know, it's so interesting up until about 50 or 60 years ago, you, you know, you basically, the only way you could have sex was to get married. You had to make a full commitment. Right. And now that doesn't exist anymore. In right. fact, sex is part of the decision-making process of whether or not you're going to choose to be mated with someone. And yet when we, when we have sex, we bond, we attach to another person. So, you know, it's, so this is where it gets kind of complicated. And, and so, sorry, I got distracted there for a second. I apologize. (laughs) Uh, You know, so we have to kind of step back from all this in the dating process and recognize that dating in and of itself is really just kind of information gathering. Right. And what I encourage my clients and the ones who come to me for private coaching is helping them get really centered on what it is what they want and learning how to screen men uh-huh. or read men. Because what's most successful in relationship is not chemistry. is not Chemistry is not the indicator of relationship success. Absolutely. The indication of relationship success is alignment. And it's alignment on your core values. Do you... Are you aligned in your core values and can you eventually blend lives? Those are the two most important things I help my individual clients, and I talk about this globally, is to really be looking for while you're in the process of dating. Because dating should be fun. It should be enjoyable. But what's the purpose of doing it if you're just going to do it for the short run, right? Right, right. Okay. So... I want to encourage people to think a little bit more. Like, um, I always think of myself. You know how there's profilers for the FBI that profile, right. you know, criminals and that sort of things. <laughs> well, my job is to profile serial daters, serial monogamous, <laughs> nice guys, bad boys, and the right guy that's looking for you. Okay. Love it. So yeah. you almost have to be a little bit of a detective. Uh huh. And. I agree. And look beyond just the surface, because we're so focused in the early stages of surface things. Is there strong attraction for another? Is the guy opening the car door? Or, you know, is he paying the bill? All these kind of things I know women are more focused on. And yet, what ends up, you know, causing a relationship to end? It's that deeper level. Uh Absolutely. It's that deeper level. Yeah. So let's not by, be naive to that deeper level. I'm not suggesting to overthink things or to overanalyze something. It's just about awareness. Because when we can date with more awareness, guess what happens? We become more secure in ourselves. Remember we talked about love attachment and that anxious and avoidant and secure. When we are more aware and we're more conscious we're less focused on the destination or an attachment to an outcome, and right. really being present.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think um, people get so like I think women especially get attached to this idea. Like if I go on a date, I have to decide if is this the guy I'm going to marry. You know, like yeah. we instantly go to this place and and just detaching and allowing yourself to. Um, have fun and just be part of this um, process of getting to know somebody <laughs> Yeah, can be so powerful and take away all that expectation and stress of how is, you know, how is this going to end up? So I love... Well, there's
3: a fine, you know, that. but here's the thing. There is a fine line. You know, I think it's there, you know, there's a fine line between being um, just living in the moment, but also being let's say, a good steward of your heart. You right, know?
0: right.
3: It's, and so it's learning that internal balance between yourself. Because, and here's the tricky part. Here's where the tricky part is. We are all all flawed human beings. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, this is where, you know, you have to kind of differentiate between being picky or particular. right. You know, so fascinates me because I have a lot of uh, people that come to me, and I'm going to just give you kind of a, a crude example: is the woman hey, who buys. Hey, Jonathan, for- okay. Jonathan,
2: can you hold that thought? Sure. Uh, we have to take a really quick commercial break, so sure. Hold it. We'll come back and we'll find out uh, what you're going to share with us here in just a few minutes. You're listening to Destination Love. We'll talk to you in a few. <laughs>
4: live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com
0: tune in to the patricia raskin show on voiceamerica.com every monday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time
4: the internet's number one talk station number one talk station Voiceamerica.com.
1: you are listening to destination love to reach shelly pumphrey or her guest today call us at 1-866-472-5788 again that's 1-866-472-5788 You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love.
2: Welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and we are talking to Jonathan Asley today about why men pull away. And before we cut to the commercial break, uh, Jonathan, you were about to tell us a little bit um, about... Now I can't even remember the story that you were going to go into. Do you well, I
3: was, to uh, well, I remember the good news. Okay, well, good. I, was, I was differentiating <laughs> between being picky in particular. And, oh. you know, what's so interesting is oftentimes we don't see the forest through the trees. So... You know, I I hear from and I'm I'm sorry, ladies, if this sounds like a knock, but, you know, a five foot two woman who's insisting on dating a six foot tall man, you know, and why that's being a little bit picky is that the average height of men is five foot nine. So less than 15 percent of the male population is over six foot tall and less than three percent is over six foot two. So if you're five foot two, you might be shooting yourself in the foot for a lot of men. If you make that, you know, that that's such an absolute, you know, yeah, yeah. and so, uh, you know, we have to, because ultimately, again, what really matters most in a relationship is being able to not just love the good in a person, but being able to either accept or even eventually learn to appreciate the things that may not be so good. And I, I think of the movie, I often think of the movie When Harry Met Sally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Harry at the end of the movie says, I love it that you think 70 degrees is cold. I love it that it takes you an hour and a half to order a ham sandwich. In other (laughs) words, he loved her in her neurosis,
1: Uh you know.
3: And so that's what love is, is acceptance of another human being, even because I'm sure, you know, it drives her neurosis, drives her nuts, you know? Yeah, right. So it's, it's, where do we draw the line between, and and look at, I'm not, look at, I understand that physical attraction is important. And there's this sense of feeling, you know, protected by your guy. And when I use that height example, but, you know, you have to be careful being a little too picky on one end. Because you're going to miss out on a lot of great people.
2: Right. That's awesome. right. Totally agree. So important. I like that alignment, not chemistry, like keeping that focus in mind. So, and I think we started to go into the seven, you were starting to talk about the seven reasons why men pull away. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that was part of it, but do you want to tell us a little bit sure, about I'll, those reasons?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure we'll be able to get to all of them right now, yes. but I will. You certainly try to cover a few of them. And one of the one of the things. Remember, I talked about inner conflicts. Okay. So, you know, for those people that don't do continual personal growth work, most most human beings are suffering internally. That aren't doing any retrospective introspective work. Okay. Right. Right. So, One of the most common areas that people are struggling in, especially for the midlife man, is the man going through transition. Mm -hmm. So, the first one is called transition, and transition can look a variety of different ways. That person might be going through a divorce, they're going through a transition in their life. They might have been, you know, they might go through a transition in their professional life, they might be going through even a transition in their health. Okay. The older we get, the more likelihood that there's going to be some sort of transition happening in our life. You know, in 2008 and 2009, I think 10 million men were displaced professionally when the market crashed, and and Mm -hmm. women as well. Okay, so this wasn't just singular to men, but that was a huge shift in our, you know, in a man's area of being able to be a provider, protector. They were going through major transition in their lives. And so, and yet we still want, as human beings, we want companionship. We want to feel connected to another human being. We want sex. But when you're going through an internal conflict of transition, it makes it much more difficult to have that foundational piece for a relationship. Right. So I want you to think about this. I want you to imagine building a house where the foundation is really weak. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The reason why we pull away is we don't have that base to feel solid on. So if a a man is, or woman for that matter, is going through a transition in their life, it's going to make it much more difficult to feel safe. And why do people pull away? Because they don't feel safe. Right. Absolutely. They don't feel in control. They don't feel like they're capable of moving forward. And it's not a knock on them for going through this experience. You know? Because yeah. as I said, as human beings, we want to feel connected. Right, right. And it's it's difficult because the fine line is where's our need for connection with another human being versus our capability of really being able to go the distance. And so the first one is what I call transition. People are going through transition. It might be professional, it might be even health, it might be going through a divorce. It's one of, can I share with you a personal story? Heck yeah. So do you remember I said earlier how I went on 100 internet dates in my first year? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I'll never forget. I was about four months into dating and I wrote a woman and she goes and she, you know, we liked each other's pictures. We wrote each other back and she said, well, how long have you been divorced? And I said, well, actually, I just moved out of the house four months ago. I'm separated. And she goes, oh, that's a shame. She goes, write me back when you're d- you've been out of the house for 18 and 24 months and you've had your transition girlfriend or two. Mm-hmm. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, you're not ready for a relationship. I go, no, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: know?
3: and, and she goes, no, you're not. And so yeah. she ended com- communication. Sure enough, I met someone a few months later. Fantastic gal. We started dating. It was about three months into the relationship and I completely pulled away.
2: Uh-huh.
3: and why was it because I wasn't ready for anything overly serious. And I was thinking back to that email. She said, transition girlfriend, and this girl I had been dating for three months was a, tra- was one of several transition people in my lives. In other uh-huh. words, and, and fortunately for that first person, she kind of knew it. She actually knew going in, Yeah, Jonathan, you're not ready. She even said that. So, yeah. um, It's when we're in transition, we're rarely in a position to really be solid in our lives. So that's the first one. The second reason, and this happens a lot of why men pull away, and I say we Mm overpromise. We overpromise. So in the early stages of dating, men oftentimes do what I call relationship talk. And when we feel chemistry for another human being, we come on strong. You know, my my friend Alison Armstrong calls this photoshopping and Mm -hmm. I call it trying on for size. So we start talking about you in the future. We futurize. Oh, my God, I could see us going on vacation together. I can see myself introducing you to my mother and father. I can see this and I can see that. We start futurizing. We overpromise because of the illusion of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Chemistry is brain chemicals being released in our body. When we feel connected to another human being, the chemicals include dopamine and testosterone and oxytocin and estrogen and all these chemicals, this chemical cocktail is being released. And what happens is, for men in particular, is once we've had intimacy with someone, those chemicals start to dissipate. And all of a sudden, we're like deer in the headlights. We just made all these promises for the future. And we realize, uh uh-oh, we can't deliver we don't right. even know this person yet. So we have to literally go the other direction. We have to go the other direction to create balance. Right. And it's not intentional. Men don't do this intentionally. Most men aren't even conscious and aware that this is happening. Because right, when right. we have chemistry, it's dopamine. It is crack cocaine. It says yep. it says, you know, that that's one of the reasons why there's this misconception about the concept of chase or hunt. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just, no offense to a lot of women out there that think chase and hunt means fully committed relationship with marriage. No, it's not.
2: Oh yeah, I agree.
3: We're not chasing fully committed relationship with marriage when we're chasing or hunting. We're just being driven by chemicals. Right. You know, that's one of the reasons why I tell people, you know, men are the gas and women are the brakes. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah.
3: So, again, it's not done intentionally. But the reason why we pull away in some instances is because we overpromised. We overpromised. Love that. One of the third reasons why we pull away is what I call emotional responsibility. And what I mean by that is relationships inherently have emotional responsibility. They have responsibilities. I mean, that's the concept of relationship. You know, you're no longer your own sovereignty. You're partnering with another human being. And there's certain responsibilities within that. Right. And the difference between men and women, you know, I highly encourage those of you that are listening to this right now, and if you're listening to the recording, is uh, Google uh, a movie trailer called The Mask We Live In. The Mask We Live In. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how men have been taught as very young boys to repress their feelings. Most men, as when we are boys, are taught to repress our feelings. Man up, be a man, don't show your emotions, don't do this, don't do that. To be a man, it means to repress your feelings. Yeah, totally. So, what happens is, you know, we don't have that same cognitive. Uh, sense of being able to navigate our feelings the way most women do, because they are given absolute permission as young girls to explore and play with their feelings at a very young age. Right. So one of the primary differences between men and women is this concept of being able to share their emotions. So for some men in relationship with women, if there's this responsibility of giving more emotions than we're capable of, it feels like a weight, it feels like a responsibility. Right. And when that weight becomes too much, that responsibility becomes too much, what do we do? We have to come we have to push away or pull away, excuse me, to be able to feel centered again. Mhm. That makes a lot of sense. It's not done intentionally. Not tension for us it's a huge for us for men to be vulnerable we have it's surprising women talk about feeling safe for men to feel safe you know to be vulnerable we have to be 10 times we have to feel 10 times safer than most women
2: mm-hmm. right
3: women naturally Absolutely. have no difficulty express being vulnerable
2: yeah that makes a lot you know, they of sense.
3: don't take it. Doesn't take much safety for them, but for men, it takes a huge amount of trust and safety. Right, right. And so, when there's ever pressure or expectation that a man has to be more vulnerable, that's too much responsibility. Mm-hmm.
2: So, if a guy pulls back when he's feeling this this responsibility, maybe I'm jumping ahead here. Sure, but, you know. So, you know, because I can just see this happening where a woman's like, open up to me, be more, you know, like, show me your emotions and the guy pulls back and then, you know, she gets this feeling like he's being insensitive or can't go there when really it's just this kind of counterbalancing effect. So what would your your advice be to a woman who is feeling frustrated or confused by that?
3: Well, you know, the minute you ask for something, (laughs) you put yourself in a position, you know, a a dynamic where, you know, is it coming from a place of expectation? And the minute it feels like an expectation, what's our natural inclination to pull away, right? Right. Versus just being patient in a relationship and allowing a person come to you. Right. Um, Ultimately, if someone pulls away, the reality in life is... You know, we have to learn as individuals to be, I use the word sovereignty a lot lately because I've been watching this TV show called The Crown, which is about Queen Elizabeth. And, you know, here is a woman who is, you know, literally the sovereign of an entire nation, you know, and it's learning. And why, why I talk about this is we have to learn to be happy within ourselves, Happy within ourselves, so it's right. you know another. If another human being decides to pull away, you can be there in loving energy support, but let them go on their journey. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because when you're happy and, and content within yourself, that's okay. Because you know Buddha says all suffer the origin of suffering comes from an attachment to an outcome.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The minute we become attached to another human being and really attached to the outcome with another human being. That is where suffering begins because it's, it's certainly natural to become attached to people, okay? And, but when we are attached to the outcome with that other person, in other words, we're looking way down the future instead of being present. Right. And making each day an opportunity to make a choice to choose love. And so if someone does pull away, it's oftentimes for most men, it's just recharging their batteries, you know, mm-hmm. getting back to their own center. And the more complicated his life, the more likelihood he'll pull far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more he's in transition, the more challenges he has in his life, the further someone will pull away. Yeah. A a person has a, Most men, in average, when they feel like their life is fairly balanced, they might pull away for a few hours, maybe a day or two at the most, but rarely is it ever too long. Yeah. Now, the other thing we have to look at is... You know, what type of childhood trauma did that man experience? Yeah. You know, one of the things I work Absolutely. with with my clients is really, you know, once you get to know someone, once you're intimate with someone, is find out what their childhood background is. Because that, right. that gives you a lot of clues as to whether or not that person is capable of a fully committed relationship. If they had a very traumatic or dysfunctional childhood, they will tend to repeat themselves in relationships as well if they haven't done some sort of work. Yeah, absolutely. That work could include therapy, that could, in personal growth, it's doing some sort of you know internal, what did I say, uh, introspective work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And as a, a therapist who's worked with trauma yeah. much of most of my career, I can't, you can't emphasize that enough that um, somebody that's got a lot of that in their background isn't, and it doesn't mean that it's bad or, or wrong. It, it's just that it can be a barrier to getting into a more connected relationship if somebody hasn't done that work to heal in those areas. So, um it's definitely something to tune into and be aware of.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: before we, we're going to take a break here for a commercial. So when we come back, uh, I want to keep hearing about these reasons. This is really helpful, by the way. I'm getting a, a ton of information out of this, and I'm sure our listeners are too. So thank you, Jonathan. And we will be back here in just a few minutes. You're listening to Destination Love with Shelly Pumphrey. You can head on over to my website if you want to learn more at uh, thelovestrategist.com. Thank you.
4: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts VoiceAmerica.com.
1: you are listening to destination love to reach shelly pumphrey or her guest today call us at 1-866-472-5788 again that's 1-866-472-5788 You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelly Pumphrey and we're
2: talking to the wonderful Jonathan Asley here about the reasons why men pull away. And um, I know before we cut to the commercial you were we were kind of finishing up about that emotional responsibility piece and I didn't yeah. know if you had anything else to add on that or if you wanted to move forward to the next reason
3: well you know it's it well what I have to tie into that is kind of the second reason and or the, excuse me the next reason besides emotional responsibility is and this might make more sense is that most men are emotionally unstable Unskilled or underskilled. Okay, mm-hmm. so so it's interesting because in relationship, um, I, I kind of liken it like this: if a woman's capacity to be emotional communicator is a seven, eight, nine, or ten, and a man is a two, three, or four, that gap, that difference, is called drama. <laughs>
2: For sure. (laughs) Okay.
3: Because if we're, if our capability as men, if we're underskilled, you know, or even completely unskilled at being able to communicate our emotions in a way that it lands to the other person, you know, and men tend to try to use logic, you know, instead of, so they use the word think versus feel, you know. And so that gap, that difference is where a lot of drama comes into play. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, so this is where we have to recognize that men are doing their best. When a man is giving a four in emotions, to him, that's a 12, that's a 13, <laughs> that's a 15, okay, yeah. when he's reaching a level of four or five, okay? For, and I'm generalizing here yes. for the most part. Okay. So it's learning how to become really patient, about really listening, about really understanding. And if the expectation level is the seven, eight, nine, or 10, you know, my friend Allison Armstrong talks about how women are just looking hairy for hairy version of themselves. You know, they right, want right. to be able to communicate with their man like they do their girlfriend. And that's just, you know, it's one of the reasons why we pull away because we feel like, God, we we can't make you happy. Right. We can't make you happy. So if we can't make you happy, we're just going to go the other direction.
2: Exactly.
3: And that's where learning patience and understanding and really why I'm even bringing this to people's attention is to recognize that, you know, we're doing the best we can, we men, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and for the most part, we want our women to be happy. Yeah. When a woman can actually express her feelings in such a way that inspires us to meet them where they're at, and you know, it can be as simple as just putting your hand on his arm and just saying, "Sweetheart, I'm there. I'm listening. I'm I'm hearing you." You know, we're on the same team here. We want the right. same thing. Sometimes just that simple touch of just coming down and saying, "I'm, you know, we're here together." Yeah. Can make all the difference. Yeah. Powerful and simple. One of the the things that's happened in the last decade that causes men to pull away, especially midlife men, is the notion of being the provider protector. And why I want to draw some attention to this is because we've seen a dramatic shift in the last 50 years between the economics of you know, of not within relationships, per se, but just economics themselves of of being able to pull in resources. And what I'm about to say is that fifth over fifty percent of the workforce today is now women. Mm-hmm. It's no longer men. Men used to represent a significant number of the workforce out there. Now, I think women actually outnumber men in the workforce, and because of a huge, dec- you know, um, shift that happened in 2008, 2009, where a lot of wealth was displaced, for midlife men 40, 50, and 60, they may not be in a financial position to be a pro- pro- provider protector. Right. Okay. And especially if you've got alimony and child support and all the financial drains in relationship. So this inherent place of where we we, we really instinctively want to be a protector in a relationship or provider, we're no longer capable of doing it. And so if there's any expectation of that, that's going to put a tremendous amount of pressure on us. It's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge proponent that the dating and mating process in the beginning start. As a mutual exchange, as a taking turns, because mm-hmm. you're demonstrating partnership skills when you can take turns treating and paying for dates. And, it, and I'm not, you know, this goes against all the paradigms out there because the expectation is men are supposed to do this. And right. yet a man doesn't if a man isn't in a financial capacity to be a protect provider in the long term, if he doesn't see this person as a potential partner because she's not also contributing, then he's gonna possibly pull away. Because yeah. he feels like he can't do it. So for example, one of the things I teach and i or when i teach i recommend okay this is simply a recommendation if a man's taking you out on a date or maybe he's taken out on two dates is look him straight in the eye after the second date and say wow i really appreciate you taking me out i want to show my appreciation by planning and taking you out the next time oh, i, I like want to that. show so the difference is see because there's a difference between the actions and the words oftentimes at the end of a date oh thank you for treat you know thank you for the date okay you're thanking him for paying right those are just words imagine when you follow it up with an action and using the words appreciation instead of thank you because thank you mm-hmm. has become like hollow words yeah you know? it's become hollow these days I mean we say it so cavalierly that it doesn't have the same meaning but if you say grateful and appreciation you just shifted the energy dramatically and then when you follow it up with an action I want to take you out now, oftentimes the the thing is the man pays for dinners and the woman treats for dinner. But I'm not so recommending you invite a guy to your home on a third date. Mm-hmm. So by so by offering to treat, and pay, you've just demonstrated partner skill, partnership skills right then and there. I he doesn't that. feel like he has to do it alone. Because right. that's one of the primary reasons why men pull away once a relationship's become seasoned. Mm -hmm. He doesn't feel like he can take care of you.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
3: And so when you do that, you demonstrate it right from the beginning. He feels safer to go deeper into intimacy, deeper into a relationship. Now, this goes against all the programming. This goes against all the dating coaches out there. People are rebelling against this. And yet I'm shocked because if Hmm. you ask any man... How would they feel if a woman treated on the second or third date? They go, oh, my God, she would be the most unique woman. I'd want to date her. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I'd want to date that woman because she's so unique compared to what the expectation is out there.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you. I know that I've had that conversation with a lot of men, and I know just personally I've experienced that too, that they're surprised if you offer that, you know, and do it in a a way like that where you're not – Coming at it like this, I don't know, like you got (laughs) a chip on your shoulder about, you know, I am woman, hear me roar kind of thing. But it's more of around that appreciation. Um,
3: well, exactly. There's this whole there's this whole paradigm, the divine feminine. You just sit there and receive and receive and receive and just be receptive and receive. <laughs> Guess what? We men will get burnt out, tired of right. giving, giving, giving. We don't have the capacity for midlife men to do that. And oh. by the way, any man so some women say, I've had a man get offended or defensive when I've offered a treat. Guess mm-hmm. what? He just gave you the biggest clue in your life to run the other direction. Any yeah. man who gets defensive or criticizes you for saying, I want to show, show my appreciation by treating you. If he gets on your case, run as fast as you can, because that guy's a major time bomb <laughs> ticking later on down the road in relationship. Hell yes. Because <laughs> nine out of ten men will go. You know what they'll do? Now, their pride might be, oh, no, I've got it, okay? Mm-hmm. So that can be pride, okay? Right. but But if that's pride, then you also have to look at the fact that he can't receive love,
2: Mm, Yeah, because there's a a big here's the
3: and I want to speak to all the ladies here. Why this is so critically important is when a man can receive your appreciation, he's more capable of receiving your love later on down the road. So for many of you that are so ensconced on this expectation that men treat, you know, I'm I'm sorry, you're going to suffer more versus if you. And do me a favor, just try my method a couple times. Just try it and see how men will light up. Yeah. Yeah. i mean, this I is love my soapbox, so so I can enjoy. tell. I love
2: I think it's so I, I love it. I think it's great.
3: And okay, it makes cool. so
2: much sense. And I know just because I've had I've lived those experiences and I've talked to women about it too. So um and men. So I, I know that I can back you up.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> you are, thank you. I, I, well, I catch a lot coach. of flack <laughs> when I post it on Facebook. So yeah, um, I just
2: disagree. So um, I agree with you. So that's awesome you. that you're saying this.
3: You know, I know we're coming to end in a few minutes, and I want to I want to say something that really is important about the early stages of dating, and we have this this dynamic that's all driven by attraction and chemistry. And what's really failing most relationships today is there's not enough emphasis placed on developing the friendship, the friendship within a relationship. Because if you ask anybody who's been married 30, 40, 50, or 65 years like my parents, my parents just celebrated 65 years, and they, you ask anybody, they all happily married. They all say the same thing. I married my blank. Fill in that gap. I married my best friend. Mm-hmm. Friendship is what really carries a relationship in the long term. And so few people are, there's more focused on the romance and the passion and oftentimes not enough time building the core friendship. And right. it's by doing activities together it's about it's not about dinners out and drinking and romance it's about doing things together and in fact a lot of people kind of kind of bash hanging out yeah but the benefit of hanging out is you're talking you're connecting you're expressing your feelings you're sharing your dreams your beliefs your hopes that's what friends do right and right. so I want to encourage people that if they can to really, and especially women in particular, is really think about being the driver of the friendship. Because men are driven by sex. Look at yeah. we are. We're the gas, okay? Right. And so by encouraging, you know, by recognizing that men aren't bad guys because we're driven that way, it just is, it's just saying, you know what, I'm also going to drive the friendship piece. Mm-hmm. And you do that through social activities, hobbies, and mutual interests. Yeah. Because if you can build a core friendship and you ignite that with the chemistry, you've got much greater chance for relationship success.
2: Right. I love that. Powerful. Well, Jonathan, this has just been um, awesome. I feel like we could just we could do this for a few hours and really get into it, pick your brain. Um, so I know that people are listening that are probably wondering where they can find you, and I know you've also been gracious enough to. Uh, create a free gift for our listeners. So do you want to tell people where they can find you and where to find that free gift?
3: Sure. Well, I don't know if you'll have a button below the screen here or somewhere, but if there is just click on that link, it's called the five qualities a man seeks in a soulmate, the five qualities, a man uh, chooses in a soulmate, excuse me. And I will tell you in this short audio, I give like a mountain of information just like I did today. So, um, and that was a little ego there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but if you, my website is jonathanasley.com, and it's A S L A Y. If you just Google my last name, you'll find my website. You can join my mailing list. I give a ton, a ton of free advice out there. I always host free calls where I, I go in just like in detail, just like I do today. And certainly for those who work with me privately, you know, or are interested in private coaching, um, my clients are re- just achieving so much success. They're literally within three to six months after working me, attracting a whole different quality of men in their lives. And mm. they're falling in love, they're getting married, getting engaged, moving in with men all the time. So, because we go a little bit deeper than the surface level that we did today. So, yeah. my website's Aslate.com.
2: Yeah, and for those of you listening, there is a little uh, – there's a bio on Jonathan. If uh, It should have your, a link to you uh, in there. Okay. Um, so they can check that out. And I want to um, also tell people that this will be a great segue into next week's show. We're going to have Allison Armstrong on, who you've mentioned several times in today's oh, show. Oh,
3: she's the bomb. You're going <laughs> to love her.
2: She is the bomb. Okay. And she's – it's going to be um, – I almost feel like it'll be a little bit of a, con- a continuation of this conversation today, um, not necessarily around why men pull away, but there you'll get some insights into that as well. But in really helping women understand men on a deeper level, and um, I think it's going to take everything that Jonathan said um, to heart and – just continue to build on this theme here that we're talking about. So hopefully people can join us next week for Allison and Jonathan. Thank you so very much for your time today. I'm honored to have you and, um, if uh, for those of you listening, I wish you a great week. Next week is Valentine's Day. Hopefully, um, if you're single, don't let yourself get down about it. There's love all around you if you look for it. It's it's all where you would choose to focus. So, we'll be back next week. This is Shelly Pumphrey with
1: Destination Love. Uh, I'll see you then. <music> Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved.